live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we were going to start out with a cold open of uh, Mike Lindell and uh, President Donald J. Trump, and uh, we're seeming to have a little bit of technical difficulty there, but um, hopefully we can get that up for you guys. It was an incredible interview with uh, President Donald Trump and Mike Lindell yesterday, Um, and what I liked about the interview was the questions that Mike Lindell asked President Trump were not the typical questions that he might be asked when he goes on to a news program. As a matter of fact, the questions that he asked were more personal. How did you deal with, you know, the, the, the struggle? How did you deal with waking up every day? And, and what motivated you? What drove you? What, what made you get up out of bed every single day to go ahead and fight for the American people? And it was just, it was the same kind of questions that I would ask President Trump had I uh, the opportunity to interview him. And I was really uh, impressed with Mike Lindell. See, Mike Lindell is a man of God, okay? And uh, he's also a bobblehead on my desk. But Mike Lindell is a man of God. And as a man of God, uh, you, have a, you have a way with people that is different than anything else, ladies and gentlemen. You connect with them at a spiritual level without them even knowing about it. And Mike Lindell, obviously, he's a salesman. Obviously, he went from you know, crackhead to CEO, and I can completely relate with Mike Lindell. Maybe that is why him and I are so much alike when it comes to interviewing. And today we have a a very special guest, and I think you know who he is. He goes by the name of Senator Doug Mastriano from the great state of Pennsylvania. I have been wanting to get him on the show for quite some time. And uh, I can't wait to talk to him today. I can't wait to talk just man-to-man about what he experienced with Rudy Giuliani and Jenna coming uh, and, and, and pleading the case uh, at the hearing in Pennsylvania. And then from then until now and then going into the future, you know. And so it's going to be a great interview with, uh, with Senator Doug Mastriano today. And uh, I just want to commend and say uh, God bless to, uh, to Mike Lindell and to President Donald J. Trump. That interview last night was was, like I said, it was very different. If you haven't seen it, go to Frank's speech. That's where I was trying to pull the video from today, but it looks like Frank's, Frank's speech is having a little bit of uh, some problems right now, but that's okay. Just go to frankspeech.com, or you can pretty much find it anywhere. I believe that RSBN was also live streaming the, uh, the recorded version on their Rumble page. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Live from America. Thank you so much for joining in. Of course, we are broadcast on multiple different platforms, including um, Real America's Voice News, which is on Roku, uh, Fire Stick, Pluto Channel 240, Dish Channel 219, and um, of course Samsung TV Channel 1029, and and many, many other platforms including local cable channels across the country. And ladies and gentlemen, you can always go to JeremyHerald.com. Today is November 17th, year of our Lord, 2021, and I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, God-loving, and flag-waving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live-free-or-die state of New Hampshire. I'd like to give some special shout outs today to all those who are watching live. I know we got a big uh, audience from Pennsylvania watching today for obvious reasons. So if you are in the comment section on social media where I can see, then please let me know your name. Let me know where you're from. Let me give a spotlight to you because you are Real America's Voice. And in the meantime, I would also like to thank uh, one of our own here, Amanda Collins, because I got a, uh, a package in the mail from her, a Let's Go Brandon Christmas coffee 
coffee cup with a bunch of caramels inside. Uh, do you say caramel or caramel where you're from? I say caramel. And there's it uh, looks like there's one for each of uh, me and my wife. So thank you, Amanda Collins. God bless you. Uh, you really mean a lot to the show, and you mean a lot to me, and we love you. Mary from Nevada is watching. God bless you. We've got uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania in the house. We've got Joe from Nebraska, Joe from Texas. And, uh, of course, Jane from Iowa in the house. God bless everyone, she says. We got Mark from St. Pete, Florida. God bless everybody. So, you know, I spent a lot of time in St. Pete. I, I lived in Tampa, St. Pete area, Clearwater area for a little bit when I was younger and causing trouble and doing things I probably shouldn't have. But it's a great area, and I used to love going to Ybor City. I, I've heard that's changed a lot. Uh, we've got Delaware Deplorables in the house. Carol from Pennsylvania. Denise from Pennsylvania. Holly Tyndall. And let's give uh, another shout-out to Darlene from Michigan. Thank you so very much for joining in. Uh, listen, ladies and gentlemen, the newsletter this morning was very personal. The newsletter this morning was uh, something that I did not uh, I did not put together and type uh, up to you uh, without uh, shedding tears. Um, so I, uh, I just want to let you know before we get into reading this morning's verse of the day and this morning's... Um, uh, newsletter that I sent out this morning. Uh, I, I will I will let you know that it's 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 uh, gonna touch home to a lot of people. There's a lot of people out there battling loneliness, depression, and anxiety. Um, it's a it's a rough thing, and and so many people in this country suffer from depression every day. So this is a very personal email, and you'll understand why I said I identify with Mike Lindell so very much. The, the newsletter this morning was titled "Struggling with Depression," where does it come from? And uh, <clears throat> the verse of the day comes from Hebrews 2, 14 and 15, which says, Because God's children are human beings made of the flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human, uh, only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil. Who had the power of death? Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. And I thought that this verse was very appropriate while we're talking about depression, loneliness, and anxiety. <clears throat> because we all would like to know where it comes from. And I think this verse gives us a little bit of insight onto where depression comes from. And I typed this this morning. Wow, I am crying while typing this right now. Discussing this verse with my wife, I realized so much. First of all, from the time we were born, we are automatically apart from our Creator because we are born into sin. No matter how good your mom or your dad was, no matter how much love you have in your home or shown towards you, it will never fill that hole where loneliness and depression live. You are detached from God Almighty from the very beginning, and your whole life you feel what Jesus felt on that cross while asking the Father, why have you forsaken me? He was alone, scared, depressed, and apart from God when he took the sin of the world. That is how all of us live today. That is where depression comes from. <clears throat> from birth, we are afraid of death. Why? Because the devil is a liar and a slave owner. You are a slave to him and to death all of your life until you reach out to Jesus for saving. At that moment, God will embrace you tightly. He will hold you close to his chest and he will comfort you the way that you've always longed for. Depression and loneliness are tools of the devil to keep you a slave to death. Break free from that today. Do not accept this way of life anymore. Think of the, think of the worst time in your life right now. While I'm, while I'm talking to you, please think of the worst time in your life. It should pop into your head almost immediately. Think of the most lonely and depressing moments of your life and then ask yourself what was missing at that time. In most all cases, I would bet it's because you were detached from the Lord. My worst time was from 1999 to 2002. Most of you know the story, but for those who don't, let me say that I made very bad decisions and was always part of the wrong crowd. I went to prison in the state of Illinois. They gave me work release, and I decided to leave, and I never went back, which is called escape. Once I was apprehended, they put me in Menard Correctional Facility. If you'd like to see it, just do a quick internet search of it. Menard Correctional Facility. 
It's a maximum security prison, and I was in solitary confinement for over a year behind a steel door. We went outside once a week on Tuesdays for exercise, and it was also the day we were allowed to take a shower. And none of my family visited me, and none of my family wrote me. I was dead to the world. I was alone. I felt worthless because nobody loved me at all. The world went on without me like I was never born, and I can't even believe that that all happened in my life, but it did. I thought about suicide a lot. I'm so happy the Lord had different plans for me. I'm so grateful and so very blessed. So I know how you feel if this newsletter applies to you. You have family. Live from America family. We are here for you. We love you. God loves you. So love him back. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. And I know a lot of people suffer from depression, ladies and gentlemen. 40,000 people this year alone have died in the United States from suicide because of depression, because of mental illness. Don't let that be you. Don't become a statistic. Get involved with the word today. Get involved with the gospel today and seek the Lord and you will be set free from the slavery of the devil. <clears throat> and that is why I feel so closely to somebody like Mike Lindell because I understand the climb. And when I, when I uh, left all that kind of a life behind is when I started getting into politics. And I started getting into politics because I thought that the world was very upside down. And what happened to me was a little too much for what I had done. I had not done anything really that bad. So I decided to get into politics. And then in 2016, of course, I found, or the Lord found me because I was the one that was lost and the rest is history. And here I am today. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever need anything, reach out to somebody in the Live From America family and we will be happy and honored to walk you through, talk you through, or just be there to listen uh, to anything that you need to unload. So thank you very much. Let's go to the Lord for the Lord's Prayer, ladies and gentlemen. Let's all say it together. Let's all think about those times where we didn't have the Lord and then think of the joy that he brings us today. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And as you all know, <clears throat> I have ran for office before and I am running for state representative again in 2022. And the worst thing that you can do is ever try to hide who you were and what you've went through in your journey to get to Jesus. So, if anybody out there feels that same way, let the world know who you were and let the world know how Jesus changed your life. We're going to take a quick break here on Real America's Voice News live from America. I will be back right after this with the first and foremost section today. And then we've got Senator Doug Mastriano. God bless you guys. Thank you very much. And we'll be right back. <clears throat> I understand despair, says somebody. I never went to prison, but I understand despair. Thank you for sharing your story. You're very welcome. I lost an uncle to suicide, and more recently in January 2019, a quadruple homicide, which what the news went global to. Wow. Wow. Jeremy, what is your address? We sent some money. It came back saying wrong address. Uh, well, you know what? <clears throat> I will say it live here for you guys right now. It's 24 Opera House Square, Box 27, Claremont, New Hampshire, 03743. Uh, can I get a birthday song? You know what? I'm feeling a little, maybe because uh, it's all of the sickness of my family for the last three weeks has rubbed off on me. I don't really have the voice to do that today, but I will say happy birthday to you and God bless. Uh, Heels Gal says, Jeremy, you have really touched me today more than ever. Well, I appreciate that, but all glory to God. And obviously God needed to get a message out to all of you today. And that is where he directed me to go while I was reading the Bible this morning. It just clicked. And I said, wow, a lot of people probably need to hear this. Kat Olson says, how do you do that when it wasn't you but you were a child of i'm not really sure what you mean by that sorry um <clears throat> betty go to jeremyharrell.com 
and you can sign up there. Thank you very much. Texas loves you. I love Texas. Thank you for the donations. We've got uh, $75,000 in worth of donations, you guys. It's truly a blessing. Thank you all very much. I appreciate it. Scotty says, Jeremy, God is proud of you. Well, I'll tell you what. I feel that. I really do. I feel that every single day when I wake up. It's the only thing that keeps me going after a life like that. Um, I lost a very good friend to suicide. It was a horrible day. I still miss her, says Terry Sue 55. Well, you keep going, Terry, and you keep uh, praying. And I'm sure your friend is up there uh, with the Lord. All right, let's get back to the show because we have a lot to go through before we bring on our guest today, which is Senator Doug Mastriano. Thank you so very much, you guys. I appreciate it. Welcome back to Live from America. My name is Jeremy Harrell. I'm the host of the show here from the Live Free or Die state of New Hampshire. If you are watching on social media, please do me the honor of liking the video, giving me a rumble, and definitely sharing it over to Facebook. I mean, Meta. I mean, whatever their name is today. Meta. Make everything Trump again. That's what it is. Share it over there. Get them mad. And let's bring more people into the show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get to the uh, first and foremost section of today, and that is Merrick Garland, the illegitimate Attorney General of the United States of America, has now been caught lying to Congress, ladies and gentlemen, lying to Congress, under oath, giving testimony to Congress, he absolutely lied. So what are we going to do about it? What can be done about it? Well, I can tell you the same thing that I tell you every day. When this stuff comes up, and we know that we have too much uh, partisan politics in Washington, and nobody is there to actually represent us on either side of the aisle, for the most part. Uh, Probably not much is going to happen until we, the GNP, the Grand New Party, take over and hold all of these people accountable. So let's store up the wrath while we can. Let's do the investigations while we can. Let's expose while we can, and then when it is time, and it will be, I promise you, we will take all of that. We will take that um, that basket of deplorables, as they like to say to us, and we will make sure that they see justice under the rule of law. <clears throat> but he lied under oath when he said that he had no idea that parents were being labeled as terrorists. And um, the, the, the problem with that, ladies and gentlemen, is that was literally on October 21st. On October 20th, there was an email sent on behalf of people in the DOJ and on behalf of people in the FBI and their counterterrorism uh, divisions, literally <clears throat> about this very topic. So he knew exactly what was going on. He lied to Congress, period. It is what it is. That's the truth. I don't care how you want to spin it. He said he had no idea what was going on. He said he had no idea that there was anybody in the FBI or the DOJ that was planning on targeting these parents as terrorists, and he lied through his disgusting little swamp donkey teeth. And we have the um, we have the proof. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to bring up on the screen the actual email that I'm talking about. Here it is, right here. There's the actual email. The Honorable Merrick B. Garland, Attorney General, United States Department of Justice. Ladies and gentlemen, there's no hiding. And thank you to the honest whistleblower within the DOJ and FBI apparatus to come out with this and show the world that Biden's administration is lying to us constantly. They don't care. They know there will be no ramifications for what they do, at least in the immediate future. But they're sadly mistaken. Because what we're going to do is we're going to store up enough wrath to put them in prison for a very, very long time. So what happened was House Republicans obtained whistleblower documents showing that the FBI is using counterterrorism division to investigate and add what they call a threat tag, a threat tag to parents contradicting Attorney General Garland's sworn testimony. This is all in the email, ladies and gentlemen, every bit of it. The email directed FBI personnel to apply a new threat tag to all investigations and assessments of threats specifically directed against school board administrators, board members, teachers and staff, 
The House Republicans said in a letter referencing the email provided by the whistleblower. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, when you decide to go full dictator mode in the United States of America, when you decide to become an oppressive regime like these communist Democrats have, have decided to do in this very narrow window of literally changing America for good, like Barack Hussein Obama told you that they he promised you they were going to do this. Fundamental change, remember? We're going to have fundamental change. Uh, me and Michelle, uh, we decided to get into the game uh, because we see America's hope dying. And we want fundamental change. That's what he said, right? For eight years, fundamental change. And now you're starting to see the plan unfold. You're starting to see the same plan unfold that would have unfolded had Donald Trump not upset their plans, the CCP's plans, Hillary Clinton's plans, Chuck Schumer's plans, Donald Trump upset said all that, and it pushed their plans back. But all it did is kick it down the road a little bit. And now they know that they can't slow walk this anymore. They got to go for the gusto. They got to keep their pedal to the metal. But they had no idea that the Trump army was going to stand up to them like we have. They had no idea that parents who may or may not be politically involved were going to stand up to them the way we did. And that is why they ran with their tail between their legs, lied to Congress, and pretended it didn't happen. And they still are targeting parents as terrorists. I do not think this will end well for them. We have the proof that he lied to Congress, so we will circle back, Saki, on him and everybody else who thinks they can get away with these kind of atrocities towards the American people. It will not stand. We will not allow it to stand. And just like I've said a thousand times, my mom used to tell me, if I don't catch you tomorrow, I'll catch you in a week. And if I don't catch you in a week, I'll catch you in six months. And if I don't catch you in six months, I will catch you in a year. One way or another, you are not going to lie to me. You are not going to get over on me and you will be held accountable. It's the most basic stuff, folks. It goes right back to your family at the supper table. It is the most basic stuff here in America. And I can tell you, I can promise you, we will have our day. So, ladies and gentlemen, Merrick Garland, Attorney General, illegitimate, I should say, Attorney General, lying to Congress under oath. Let's call for him to resign. Let's hashtag it everywhere. And uh, let's get this, let's get this uh, message out there. Because the mainstream media won't tell anybody. And all you have to do... <clears throat> is play the clip of him lying and show the email. Play the clip of him lying and show the email. And if anybody disputes that, well, then you're, you're, you're fighting an uphill battle anyway. Before we bring in our guest, I would like to talk about something that Wisconsin Democrats are doing right now. They're up to no good, ladies and gentlemen. They're up to no good because they know that there's an election audit on the horizon. They know that more and more counties are calling for it. They know that the Racine County Sheriff's Department has exposed all of their, all of their lies, all of their trickery, and all of their cheating, all of their law-breaking. They know that the world is coming down on them like it did in Arizona. And they're trying to pull some tomfoolery once again, ladies and gentlemen. Number one, first of all, they're doing everything they can not to comply with any subpoenas for ballots, for machines, or for mail-in envelopes. Okay? So Republicans need to start getting a little bit tougher in Wisconsin and in many places. We all know that. I mean, we have the majority in most of these places. The problem is we have Republicans who are in positions of power who are not really Republicans. And that is the entire reason that Donald Trump is on this campaign, which we call rhino hunting. So Republicans that aren't rhinos need to get a little bit tougher in Wisconsin, I believe, because now Madison, Wisconsin election officials are now requiring all poll workers. This is in Madison. Uh, Madison, Wisconsin uh, is requiring all poll workers to be vaccinated for the upcoming 2022 midterm elections. They did this, by the way, with only two weeks left before the list of workers is due. And they know how against mandatory vaccines uh, that most Americans are. Most Americans are probably vaccinated, but they chose to get it. Okay, And they, they know there's a large number of Republicans, so this is their feeble, weak attempt to try to do the same thing again, try to keep people away from the, uh, the voting, the, the ballots, to keep people away from, uh, from watching the, the trickery that they tried to pull in 2020, that they did pull in 2020. And this is, them, uh, this is another way of them putting up cardboard in the windows, I should say, or keeping people 12 feet, 15 feet, 30 feet, or a whole football field away where you had to have binoculars to see what was going on. They're now saying that every poll worker must be vaccinated in Madison, Wisconsin, if they're going to uh, work the polls in the 2020 mid 2022 midterms. So in Wisconsin, I think you guys got a lot of work to do. Look, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, 
We will have Senator Dag Mastriano from the great state of Pennsylvania. We'll talk about that and much more when we come back here on Real America's Voice News. God bless you and thank you. Okay, uh, we are on a quick break here, so let me, uh, let's see. I think I got you, Mr. Mastriano. Can you hear me? I got you, brother. How's it going? Hey, how you doing, sir? God bless you. You too. Hey, thanks for that powerful message. Thank you for not being ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, hey, you know what? It's, it's one thing that we've always done on this show is that's give give uh give the first 10 15 minutes to the lord um you know i've like i said i've been i'm, I'm much like mike lindell i've been in some bad places in my life and and the only thing that keeps me sane smiling and being able to help others is uh is is to do that and i know i know how much of a man of god you are as well well i appreciate it and you know it's it's just uh, who we are right it's not forced it's just it, it is what it is and just uh, i think your boldness is, is helping a lot of christians uh, to be more outspoken so keep up the great work brother well thank you very much well right now uh mr mastriano you are uh not going you're not uh, really live you're actually on a on a uh, fake commercial break for, for later on when this is uh played on real america's voice news but you are live to the uh social media audience and I got to say, there's a lot of people from Pennsylvania uh, on today, thousands watching you, and they are so happy that you are here. So if there's anything you'd like to say to all your fellow uh, folks from Pennsylvania before we come back from the, from, the, uh, from the break, now is your time, sir. Well, well, thank you, everyone out there, for your support and love. Revy and I really do appreciate it. It's, it's been an honor to uh, you know, move across the state the past two years here and, and meet with so many people. Um, big decisions ahead, you know, whether we uh, enter the moving into our race or not. We do have a fleece out there, and uh, we're over halfway to our, our goal on uh, <clears throat> raising enough to kick off a statewide campaign. So if you could keep us in prayer, that we could achieve that goal and uh, take back our state. And, and uh, you know what? There's a lot of choices already. There's like 16 people formally in a race. You know, when I get in, I get to be number 17. Um, it's interesting. It's, that's about the number that, of course, in 2016 we had. A big field of Republicans at the presidential level. And, of course, uh, we chose wisely Donald Trump and a fighter of the people. And uh, I think you could ask for nothing else but just looking for a fighter and not somebody who just talk. Well, you know, uh, you know, Senator, the the good thing about this, and I want to save some of this, obviously, for the for the uh, for the actual official interview here. But uh, sometimes it's not so bad to get in a race so late. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's uh, you avoid a lot of the uh, media smashing when you come in late, and you let the you let the media smash on everybody else for a bit. <laughs> the, the, the media has been mugging me for about two years now. I mean, the, the crap they 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 say. Uh, but the irony is, Democrats just did a poll. And uh, despite the national media outlets going after me, my, my unfavorables are single digit. I mean, it's not even working. People see right through that garbage. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we've all, Donald Trump did one thing. If he did anything, he opened the, he pulled back that curtain and showed us that the Wizard of Oz is just an old man uh, who, <laughs> who can't do anything. All right, <laughs> let's, uh, let's come back from this, uh, from this break and we'll get right into it. <clears throat> Thank you. And welcome back to Live from America here on Real America's Voice News. Ladies and gentlemen, I am coming to you from the live free or die state of New Hampshire. And my guest today is coming from the wonderful state of Pennsylvania. Uh, been, it's been a long time coming. We're so very glad, but everything is on God's time. And uh, that's what we're working with today. So, ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming Senator Doug Mastriano. Senator, how are you today? Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you for your patience. Uh, I, I was alerted by one of our, our friends uh, out in Eastern PA, Jackie Ann. She's like, hey, Jeremy, watch you on. And it's been a few months, but I'm glad we could finally work it out. So thank you for having me on. It's an honor. Uh, to everyone else out there, and I know it's a dark time and, and so much is going wrong, but take heart. We saw what happened two weeks ago in Virginia. That was a clean sweep. And all the school boards in so many of the states and across my state in particular and in Virginia, uh, people are taking their state back, and that's exactly how it's done. It takes time, but this is a peaceful constitutional process that we're interested in, in here because we've stood aside for far too long, and so one election at a time, and uh, one election can make a world of a difference. No, I, I, I agree, and, um, and and by the way, it's again, everything is on the Lord's time. I don't, uh, I've learned in my life not to try to push an issue uh, because 
it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. And I believe you're here today because, you know, that's it's it's now God's time. Um, so, so, Senator, let's get right into it because I know your time is valuable and you've graciously given me a couple segments today. Um, I do have questions that I put together, some from audience members um, and some from myself. And I guess the first road that I would like to go down, um, people are very familiar with you at this point now. You became a, a huge a huge uh, a star and, and, and household name, I think, probably around the time that Rudy and Jenna came to Pennsylvania and pleaded their case uh, in that hearing there. And that's the first time I had saw you. And I, I got to say, the same thing you said to me in the beginning when you first came on today, uh, before before we came uh, live from Real America's Voice News, is you said that you really appreciated me giving the Lord the due honor in the beginning of the show. Well, funny enough, likewise, what actually prompt what actually drew me to you was your powerful stance uh, and and your message that day for the Lord. I had never seen a politician. And at that time, that's what I thought you were, was a politician. Uh, I'd never seen a politician openly do that before. And it just really, it really made me feel like I connected with you. Um, so my question to you is, on that day when Rudy and Jenna came to PA to make their claim, um, were you aware of all of the stuff that they were going to bring? Did you know, or, or were you like, wow, I can't believe everything that they're saying right now? And, and just kind of give us, take us back to that day, because I know a lot of people have wondered that for a long time. So the election happens, you know, what was it, November 2nd last year? And, uh, you know, I go to bed in Pennsylvania, it's, it's almost 700,000 in Trump's favor. And that, that's a huge margin compared to 2016. And I'm like, you know, these news networks, you know, they're typically not going to call it. So I went to bed knowing that Pennsylvania was squarely in Trump's camp. And the next day we wake out and that vast lead, you know, has magically shrunk down to, to not much. And then I started hearing from constituents and people across the state, many of your viewers, I'm sure as well, and telling me about what happened after their experiences trying to vote. Some people were told they had already voted and they didn't. And uh, they were told to submit a provisional ballot. Uh, some people were there as poll watchers and were kicked out of polling stations in the big cities like Philadelphia. And uh, I'm getting th literally thousands of people contacting me. Hey, my mom had issues. I had issues. I received a stack of mail and votes, you know, and what do we do? Do something, Senator Mastriano. And, uh, you know, I, I had been working, you know, hard for the people for the previous, you know, year uh, with the COVID shutdown anyway. So, you know, having this vast audience across the state, we had earned people's trust by trying to reopen the state and expose uh, Levine as being a terrible uh, Secretary of Health that should have been uh, impeached and forced to resign. She, of course, Levine didn't, and is now is promoted now an admiral in D.C. It's fantastic, not. Um, and so I'm, I'm thinking we got people that have been in the Senate for 20, 30 years, and surely they're going to do something. You know, they're, they're going to leave it up once again to the new guy to, to take the lead. And uh, you know, what exactly do you do? And nothing's happening. And then I start seeing that uh, all the uh, audits and investigations are, are collapsing. You know. Georgia was shutting it down. Michigan was shutting it down. Arizona was shutting it down. Wisconsin, everyone was just was giving up. And there's a lot of unanswered questions. And the media, they need to do their freaking jobs because these aren't basis claims. I reviewed my letters, by the way, from last December. You know, the one that ended up in D.C. and the Pelosi, you know, was taking a look at it or whatever. Yep. And uh, no, nobody has proved, you know, he advanced baseless claims in his letter. I looked at that list of things and nobody has disproven one thing on there. I mean, I'm sick about this. Anyway. Uh, the week of Thanksgiving, I'm like, we got to do something. And so I, I put together a hearing together with Senator Argo using his committee. And uh, it's on 25 November, the day, Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And uh, it just breaks the lid open on, on what, what happened during the election. We had firsthand testimony. Okay, now to answer your question directly. And, and that reignited. You know, Georgia was back on, Michigan was back on, Wisconsin and Arizona. Everything turned back on after seeing Pennsylvania finally take a leadership role in a nation that we should have naturally as a Keystone state. But... I was aware of, of a lot of the shenanigans, um, but there was one thing that stood out to me during the testimony. We had uh, retired Army Colonel Phil Waldron testify. He's a cyber expert. And he said, hey, uh, we looked at one dump, you know, when Philadelphia and Philadelphia, uh, Pittsburgh stopped counting in, a, in the dark of night. They're always in the dark of night. It's yeah. incredible. And, and when they turned it back on, he said uh, in their analysis, they found that 570,000 ballots were dropped for, uh, um, were dropped, 570,000 you know, almost a half a million ballots were dropped over that. And he said that of that, only 3,290 went for Donald Trump. And and the group, everyone in the room, the, the room just gasped because it was just so incredible. It was indicative of something that had really gone wrong in Pennsylvania. And so 
I'm marching forward after this, and I find out that on the 30th of November, a couple of days later, that the Senate was no longer going to be in session until January. And then I'm told by the Senate leadership that only the, and, and the House leadership as well, that only the governor could recall the, the General Assembly. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. At least let's try. Let's do something, you know, be rebuffed by a court or something if we do something that's not within the bounds of the Constitution. But nothing happened. And so it's been very frustrating for people. And then, of course, uh, the rest of the story I'm sure we're going to address later on. Well, yeah. Well, and, and, and that's kind of what. So <clears throat> you guys have the majority, right, in Pennsylvania. Republicans have the majority as far as the legislature is concerned, as far as the Senate and the House, yeah. right? So that must yeah, mean yeah. that you guys have a lot of people who are bad news bears. You have a lot of rhinos there who are not even... I mean, you, you talk to these people. I don't want you to, to tell me any private conversations that you have with them. But, I mean, I, you know, I, take the 100% of Republicans that are there. I mean, what percentage of them do we need to get out of there in Pennsylvania? Well, you know, I mean, obviously, the Republican Party, like Democrats, we're not monolithic. We, we actually do, you know, have a broad spectrum of, of, of ideas and beliefs. And there was a group, of course, that just didn't want to do the audit. They just wanted to move on. And there was another group of us that, you know, a smaller group that wanted to just just do an audit and there was some in the middle that just weren't so sure um you know in the end it was it was about just getting the job done you know it really doesn't matter who would do the audit just open up the books if you got nothing to hide that's why the ballots are, are by federal law have to be kept for 22 months you know we're now 12 months out right 10 months so, left 10, yeah yeah and uh <clears throat> how it's going to work by the republican uh, leadership uh, where i work jake Foreman, is it, about running out the clock but let it just die in court this does not answer any questions. If it was a perfect election, as some of the Democrat senators actually said on the floor of the Pennsylvania Senate, that it was a perfect election. I mean, really? I mean, we have Philadelphia. It's just a level of corruption and fraud that's, that's in question. Uh, but this doesn't do anything to help people. One of our greatest things in our country here, of course, is being able to have the confidence knowing that when you go in and vote, you have an equal voice amongst all those who vote legally. And uh, there's nothing wrong with reviewing the ballots and reviewing our process, which I wanted to do. I wanted to bring an Arizona-style audit here because what I saw in, in Phoenix was exactly what needs to happen. So so uh, where is Corman today? We never hear from him. The only time we hear from him is when you go on, like, the war room or something, and then he, he has to scramble and get on there and go, that's not what happened. That's not, I watched that that day, and it, it literally, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, talk like a normal tv show host i don't talk like a normal news host i mean every bit of me that day wanted to reach through through, through the computer and reach to that phone and grab him and be like I, like i knew he was i knew it was fake i knew it was phony right away um <clears throat> i'm surprised uh steve even gave him the airtime after he after he knew what he was doing i mean it was very apparent what he was trying to do where is he now what is he doing what's his what's what's his plan or, or is he just kind of just riding out the clock well, you know, I had heard rumblings that this is all about posturing to clear the field for his announcement to run for governor. And, uh, you know, I kind of kept on the level on that because that, that's political gossip. You know, you hear that too. You could kind of okay, maybe it's so. It would make sense since he's a political animal. And then, and sure enough, uh, last week, a uh, week and a half ago, we got wind that he was going to announce his run for governor on a Veterans Day of all days. It, it's terrible. He's not a veteran. I, and as a 30 year veteran, I wouldn't even do that on Veterans Day. Right. It's not about yourself, it's about all the veterans. Um, but apparently, uh, well, he claims he got tested and he tested positive for COVID, although being vaccinated. Yeah. And uh, had to cancel his big announcement. So I guess they had a soft rollout last night. And he did an interview, in-person interview, so much for quarantine with, with a local reporter. And so he wants to be Pennsylvania's next governor. <laughs> so did he, so how did he, so was he in charge of removing you from anything to do with the election audits in Pennsylvania? Did he like just snap his fingers and say, Doug's gone, he's not part of this anymore, and he had the power to make that decision, and that's that? Uh, the question if he has the power or so, I mean, that's still up in the air. I don't think he does, but I need the majority of my colleagues in the caucus to stand up against him on this whole thing. Uh, but it, it was his decision and his alone. Uh, we, we, uh, th this whole thing began, of course, uh, back with my hearing a year ago, but there, there was always a reason to put it off, wait for this, wait for these hearings. You know, we've had 17 hearings now. We don't need any more hearings. Let's just do the audit, get it done. Um, <clears throat> so finally on July 7th, uh, July 6th, I have a conversation with Senator Foreman. <clears throat> Say, hey, I'm a committee chair. I'm, I'm going to send letters out to uh, three counties to start this. Because I, I can't, can't stop you, but uh, I strongly urge you not to. Well, well I did. I, I sent it out. So, there's always another excuse. 
Right. And so uh, I gave the counties, three counties, Philadelphia, Tioga, and York counties, uh, two Republican, one, one Democrat county, gave them three weeks. That's, you need to give them time. So if they do want to respond, it won't be tossed out in court. Like Doug, you only gave them, you know, you know, two days to respond. That's not realistic. Three weeks. And then uh, it was time to issue the subpoenas, uh, 2nd of August for the first workday in, in August. I could do that. Uh, had to, had to get a quorum, had a date pick 6th of August. Every, everything's lined up. All my colleagues are going to come in. We're going to sunshine it. You have to announce prior sunshine laws in Pennsylvania. And then I start getting calls two days before, uh, this, this vote to, to authorize me to send subpoenas now to get this thing going for the ballots. And uh, I get start getting calls from my colleagues saying, hey, I, I heard the meeting's canceled on Friday. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and wow. And now Senator Foreman called behind me <clears throat> and told the Republicans it was canceled. And then the, the, just the, the coup de grace cop, he locked me out of the hearing room as well, which wow. is incredible. He, he did his, and you know what? I worked in NATO for four years. I successfully navigated that complex multinational coalition. I, I led troops from uh, 18 men and women for 18 different countries in Afghanistan. You know, it's hard, but I could do it. I even worked well with the French. And I'm like, if I can work well with the French, <laughs> really, I, I'll manage. <laughs> I'll, I'll manage to work this out with, with Jay Corman. So although that behavior was unbecoming and very juvenile of his and unprofessional, didn't, didn't let it get to me. I was like, you know what? We just need to get the freaking audit done. Yeah. So, um, all right, Jake, what's the problem? So we navigated through some other issues, and uh, it really was issues we already had addressed, but we readdressed them, and uh, had another meeting picked uh, to, to do the vote for, for my committee. And then uh, we, we get wind from his staff. If, if you move forward, uh, we're going to fire your higher Harrisburg staff. We're going to strip you committee chair. You know, Wow. Well, that's 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 what these swamp donkey Democrats and these rhinos are good at bullying and, uh, you know, trying to take your lunch money. But, Doug, we got to take a quick break. Um, We're going to take a quick break here on Live from America. Real America's Voice News will be back with more Senator Doug Mastriano right after this. Please stay tuned. Thank you very much. Uh, all right, Senator. Um, I, I want to just take these like commercial breaks here. These uh, to because we have a social media audience. I want them because they have. There's a lot of questions in here, and I want their questions to actually be heard live. Um, so if anybody's got uh, a question, please put it up in the chat again for for Senator Doug Mastriano, and we'll keep it brief while we're on the commercial break. But I will tell you, uh, Doug, a lot of people in here are just thanking you so much for your service. They're putting Corman's phone number in here. They're like, they're like, everybody call the guy. You know what I mean? Uh, calling him jake the snake and all <laughs> and all that um but a lot, i think a lot of the questions that i keep seeing over and over again is and i'll probably ask you this uh when we come back from commercial break too is if you do run for governor and if you do win uh the gubernatorial race what can you do to uh, outside of calling a special session but to pressure these these uh this legislature to really to do the entire full forensic audit but here we are 10 months out you know what i mean like there's no way you'd do that in time because all that stuff will be gone by the time that you win so you know i I don't know what you could do once you become governor at least for the 2020 election well first off we need somebody like ron DeSantis. so you know if if we get in this race we will win it i'll I'll be the ron DeSantis of pennsylvania i believe that We we will we will do the right thing, brother. Uh, so what can a governor do? You know, let's say the legis- I think actually I'll be able to work with the legislative body as long as it stays Republican. Um, but even if it doesn't, I, I re- the governor of Pennsylvania appoints the secretary of state. The secretary of state has, has the authority over the elections. And so we, we can dict- and dictate and order the cleaning up the books and inspect the books and make sure the debt are off, make sure that the, the voter rolls are clean. I mean, we could really do a lot in, in as far as next elections, keeping things pure. Yeah, uh, we can, you know, have have training courses for poll watchers, making sure poll watchers are, you know, are allowed in the rooms and that there's an enforcement mechanism if they're blocked, like we saw in Philadelphia. I mean, there, there's a ton you can do as far as uh, the right to life, uh, uh, honest and integrity in, in elections. I mean, it should just be incredible. But you need somebody bold. <coughs> you have to stop settling. You know, we, we've settled for Bob Dole in the 90s. We settled for. Uh, McCain, we were told it was his turn. Uh, we settled for Mitt Romney. We told it was his turn. We got to stop settling and stop being so pregnant. Yeah, no, we did I, not settle in 2016, and we got a winner. I, we I, need to have some. I agree. Governor, I agree. Every governor has a lot of power. You know, some people are like, hey, you know what? With all your international training, you'd be fantastic as a U.S. senator. And I'm like, you know what? No, we, we need a, a governor that's going to stand for the constitution and honor his oath and actually do what he says instead of just being a dithering fool the people want to know what if you had any kind of pull over it or would you push to get rid of dominion in the, in the state of pennsylvania the dominion machines oh 
So this is another thing, Jeremy. Uh, two years ago, the governor of Pennsylvania, he de decertified by decree all the voting machines in the state. So yes, I, we can get rid of any voting machines we want to decertify. Wow. If, if they are compromised, if they go online, they're going to be decertified. Absolutely. You know, I'd rather not even use machines anymore. Yeah, no, I agree. Point. I agree. We've got to go back to paper ballots and real people counting. Give people a seasonal job, pay them to do something, you know, worthy. Of, and, and uh, you know, it stimulates the economy at the same time. You can put millions of dollars into people's pockets for, for working the polls and counting rather than uh, give it to uh, this crooked Dominion people. Um, but anyway, let's let's come back from this break and we'll get back into it. So. Sounds good. Welcome back to Live from America. As you know, we've been sitting here talking with Senator Doug Mastriano from Pennsylvania and, of course, been engaging with him during the commercial breaks with the social media audience as well. Um, Doug, thank you very much for sticking around. I appreciate it. I know that, again, your time is valuable. Let me get right in um, to the big question. What do you need to make the decision to run for governor? We... we it's very easy. We just need to raise enough money to kick off the statewide campaigns. That's it. Uh, Revy and I, you know, prayed about it. We have a fleece out there and have a certain amount. Well, we don't talk publicly about the amount, but I'm more than halfway there thanks to our recent fundraiser. So that's it. So uh, if you want Doug Mastriano for governor, you know, and I, I always have hated asking for money. My dad, you know, raised me not to ask for money. And so God wants to stretch me here and, and make me uncomfortable, I guess. But gives my campaign you know go to dougforgov.com and make a donation by check or by text or, or online and i think i seen before the show that it was up to 135,000 at this point um and you're halfway there is that is that the correct number yeah so i mean that was for one fundraiser and so there's there's a larger amount we're trying to get to to kick off a statewide campaign you know so as a christian how do you you know how do i come to this conclusion here so obviously we know about gideon in the old testament in, in the book of judges but i also think about luke uh 14 28 where jesus says who amongst you before you built build a tower will not first count the cost you know see if you have the resources to actually do it and so when you have 16 guys and they're all guys uh in the race you know some of them aren't serious candidates at all and so we don't want to be you know a kind of a joke like you know he's in but he can't run commercials or whatever and so from a from a very practical and realistic perspective here we just need to raise enough to kick off the campaign yeah and that, achieve that and you know what today today doug when when people like you are t fighting on the tip of the spear mike lindell you know uh, steve bannon people don't have a problem you know coming out of their pocket even though we're seeing this inflation and spending is 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 through the roof people don't have a problem helping out the, the fighters out there today it's not like it used to be where people look at you as some money grab or anything like that because they know you're they know you're sincere um we talked about it on the break let's bring it up right now you said if you become governor uh dominion machines as far as you're concerned they're gone from pennsylvania you said something about they've already decertified the machines you want to bring that up again just real quick yeah so two years ago uh, governor wolf had a meeting with the other democrat governors in las vegas two summers ago it was weird and he came back and he unilaterally just decertified all 67 counties voting machines and so all the counties had to buy new machines um it was really odd because my own home county here, Franklin County, named after the great Benjamin Franklin, uh, we had brand new machines and we had to toss them. So the point of all this was a governor can come in and a governor with his purview, his, his uh, constitutional authority in Pennsylvania with his secretary of state can decertify any machines that, that are deemed vulnerable. And any, any machine that is deemed vulnerable or can go online needs to be decertified. And you know, it'd be my desire you know, in the end, that we just if we get away from any machines that that could be corrupted, and if, if anything can be manip manipulate ballots, they just need to go. So, okay, so let's say you get the money you need to run, and you say, you know what, Doug Mastriano is putting his his hat he's get, putting some skin in the game he's going to run for governor which everybody in pennsylvania wants to do and i'd love to see you i'd love to see you go head to head in a primary with corman and just beat the brakes off of him uh but let's uh how are you we know the model we saw the model in virginia we know how to keep them from cheating and that's obviously having boots on the ground having lawyers on the ground election night having people watching everything so that there can be no shenanigans is that the blueprint so that we can have so that we can so that we can actually make sure they don't overcome the numbers that they need to in order to cheat is is that the model what they did in virginia that, that is the way to do it transparency and boots on the ground as many eyes as possible legally in these rooms watching things so and and obviously again that's going to take 
lots of money. And and, and Youngkin, <laughs> Glenn Youngkin, had a lot of money to do that. And it seems like uh, uh, Chiaterelli in New Jersey either didn't have the backing of the RNC, which is a joke anyway in my book, but didn't have the backing of the RNC and didn't have the money. And then in the end, seems like he didn't even have the guts to keep fighting. Yeah, it, it was interesting. Bergen County in New Jersey, you know, you know, they 100% reported, and the Jack won, and then suddenly, oh, we found 18,000 more ballots. You know, why, why when they when they don't when they find these boxes of ballots doesn't ever favor the Republicans? It's kind of strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, you know, common sense isn't uh, isn't too common anymore, Doug. <laughs> um, let me ask you a couple more questions here, and then I'll let you go. You went to Arizona, and you saw the forensic audit process that they put together there you know uh wendy rogers and 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 so many other great people out there mark fincham and and uh and they did a good job of course burnovich seems to be kind of uh locked in the same basement as joe biden is lately i don't know where he is um but what did you think of that process there and do you think that you uh even though corman is is seems to be overseeing everything what do you think the chances of you guys getting a an audit style like they had in arizona in pennsylvania before the time runs out the next 10 months well what i saw in arizona was was definitely groundbreaking and what needs to happen in every state that has any issues uh, it was a lot of accountability scientific and it was absolutely brilliant you know, instead of having two people you know record ballot votes they had three people and of course the fourth person on on the uh, lazy susan kind of moving around so lots of eyes on cameras on everywhere so no shenanigans great chain of custody and then of course taking uh, photos of each ballot uh, to be forensically analyzed with a mac you know with a magnification device to see if it was photocopied and obviously anything photocopied is, is compromised it's not a proper ballot and so i came back to pennsylvania we that's exactly what we had planned and intended to do uh, will we get an Arizona-style audit in Pennsylvania? Nope, it's it's dead in Arizona. Uh, it's dead in Pennsylvania unless it happens at the county level. Uh, if you're expecting something out of Harrisburg to, to do this here, I really have my doubts. To tongue up in court right now, and uh, whether we we don't even have the money or resources at this point to do it. So no, it's not going to happen in Pennsylvania. Well, you know what? Um, at least you came out and told the tough news you know what i mean a lot of people are hanging on uh, we're going to get this done in pennsylvania we're going to get this done in pennsylvania and i would be right there with you at the tip of the spear brother helping out if i could but the fact of the matter is with 10 months left and the people that are in charge in charge really the only thing i think and and and, and it, I, it sucks to say it i know the only thing i think can be done is the same thing that glenn youngkin did um in in virginia to, to beat these people. Otherwise, I don't see, because nobody can force Corman to do this. And uh, other than, like you said, at a county level, it's going to be pretty tough. And so that, that's my hope. Is So what, what am I talking about here? So, of course, the, one of the big debates that I had with myself and, and, uh, and Jake Corman was how to pay for it. And I'm like, well, let's use the Arizona model. You know, uh, the, you know they, they got outside donations to pay for this. Why, why would we spend, you know, millions of dollars of taxpayer money if we don't have to? And of course, there's opposition, a strong opposition to that by him. And so, you know, even if we won in court to do an, a forensic style Arizona kind of thing in Pennsylvania here, there's just not the resources based off the constraints that he himself would put on Pennsylvania. So my hope is at the county level, I, I know there's a few counties uh, willing to open up the books. Obviously, there won't be any of the Democrat counties. But you know what? If we can get our hands on a few counties and if, if there's a trend of fraud or manipulation or corruption or, or problems with the process here, that might actually encourage uh, the legislative body to actually exercise their constitutional oversight of the manner and conduct of the elections. Well, you never know, too. Maybe Mike Lindell will come out of pocket if he, if you guys got that through court and you needed some money. Maybe uh, the pillow guy would come and drop some, some dough on that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Put a good word for us, brother. Yeah, I will. I, de I definitely will. Uh, all right, uh, Doug, um, I think that's it. And um, But I want to tell the viewers that are watching, um, there's obviously two websites. The one you see on the screen, SenatorMastriano.com, and then... It's Doug4, the number four, gov.com. That's where you can go donate and really push push him over the push him over the top where he needs to be uh, to run for governor. And I think he would make a great governor for you guys in Pennsylvania. I know he'd make a better governor than what we have here in Chris Sununu in New Hampshire. Uh, but Doug, I'll give you the last word. If there's anything you'd like to say to the people, sir, the floor is yours. Thank you. So I, I think fellow Americans, we just have to remember who we are. And these are dark days here. And it's been a, a terribly ugly year, two year and a half, two years. And a lot of people are still suffering. Medical workers are losing their jobs because uh, they're being forced to get a jab or, or get hand, you know, going from hero to zero because uh, they want to have informed consent 
or inform no. I mean, that uh, airline pilots losing jobs, military members are being pushed into the corner. Leadership does matter. And I know w without a lot of answers to these elections, some people are like, why should I go vote? You know, it won't count. Well, it does count. Look what happened in Virginia. When we get out in massive numbers, we can overcome the fraud. And uh, that, that's always been a saying in Pennsylvania, you know, for a Republican to win statewide, we need, you know, X amount percentage more because of the cheating in Philadelphia. It's always been that way. Uh, it's not acceptable. And so we need a governor to actually stand up and fight, not just talk. I, I would say, I quote from my dad, my dad used to say talk is cheap, and he's right. Uh, these politicians, uh, election time, they, they crawl, out, crawl out of their foxholes and, and talk all these heroic things. But when the battle's on, what have they done for the past two years when you really needed them? Most of them have been hiding out. And so they only come out when the shooting stops, and then they claim to be some kind of hero. So look at the actions of people's hands, as Jesus describes in Matthew uh, chapter 7. And the last thought here is, of course, is Galatians 6, 9, grow not weary doing good because in due time you reap your harvest. We have to persevere. Uh, you have to get out and be active. Find candidates you can support. If you can't find anyone, you know, be like Jeremy and just and run for office here and make a difference. This is uh, Pennsylvania where I'm speaking from, of course, is the seat of the nation. William Penn, when he arrived here, he uh, prophesied that we would indeed be the seat of the nation. And he was right in 1776. This is where the light of liberty was lit. And then, of course, a new birth in freedom right down the street here in Gettysburg in 1863. And then, of course, finally in 2001, even on 9-11, where Todd Beamer joined others on, on Flight 93 to take back their plane when he said, let's roll. So everybody across this, this great nation here, it's time for us to roll. I agree, and nothing ever worth fighting for came easy. We have to sacrifice, especially as Christians. Uh, sir, thank you so very much. I hope to have you back again soon. God bless you. Reach out to me. If there's anything that you need, I will help you. I believe in you. I believe in your message, and I believe in the state of Pennsylvania. Thank you, sir. God bless you, and we'll have you back soon again, okay? Thank you. God bless, brother. All right. See you later, Doug. Thank you. Take care. And ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. Doug Mastriano, Senator Doug Mastriano. And uh, we're going to take another quick break here on Real America's Voice News. And uh, we'll be back in just a couple minutes. And uh, I want to just give you an update on the Republican meeting that I attended last night here in New Hampshire. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Um, did you ever? Did we ever find out any remains of that flight in PA? Not sure what you're talking about, but... Uh, um, Awesome interview, says DeClues. Well, here's the thing, like, um, with with Senator Mastriano, I've just always wanted to have a, just a real conversation with him. You know what I mean? Not like the not like the uh, the typical questions that you see. I mean, I know there's some of the typical questions that you see online, but I just wanted to get to know him. I wanted to have a half hour with him, and 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 I knew it would be a great uh, conversation. Um, at least he told Pen the people of Pennsylvania what needs to be done and what can be done. And at this point, it needs to be done at a county level. So that means we need to literally flood our counties, our county. Republican, um, our county Republican committees and 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 parties. We really, really, really need to to pressure them. That is where we need to do the forensic audits in Pennsylvania as at a county level. And the same thing here in New Hampshire, guys. Same thing here in New Hampshire. Governor Sununu doesn't want to do a county. I mean, a, a statewide audit. He doesn't want anything to do with that. Why? Because he's a rhino and he loves the fact that he's part of the Uniparty and that Democrats still vote for him. That is how Chris Sununu stays in power here in New Hampshire. And we need to break this cycle, folks. It's not easy, okay? I know some of you don't like what, what um, Mastriano probably had to say. I know that you wanted a different outcome in Pennsylvania. So did I. But we do live in reality here, folks. We do live in a world where there's very powerful people with very powerful deep pockets who are pulling strings right now and who are making things very difficult on both sides. How do we overcome that? Well, we destroy what we know of as the hierarchy of the GRP, the GOP, and we replace these people. It's not fast. It's not a light switch. In some states it will be. In some states it won't. You have to ask yourself, are you ready for this fight? Are you in this fight for the long haul? And if you're going to save this country, I think you better, uh, you better be because it's not going to come easy. And we'll continue doing what we're doing. I didn't. Uh, I didn't know that it ha that it was at a point where it had to go to a county level in Pennsylvania. So that is something that I learned talking with uh, Senator Mastriano there. Uh, but it makes sense because of the fact that there's only ten months left. Yes, there will be a five p.m. show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, there will be. So, all right, let's come back real quick, and we'll um, we'll end the show. 
Thanks for sticking around here on Live from America. And, of course, I want to say thank you and God bless Doug Mastriano for visiting today here on Live from America. But I do want to bring you guys up to speed on last night. Last night I attended our county Republican Party meeting. Um, I have uh, stated that I will be running for um, for the uh, representative, state representative here in the state of New Hampshire. And last night uh, the county Republican Party voted me in as an associate member which I had been before when I ran for county commissioner. However, here's what we need to take away from this. Remember in early October when Sununu had those state police remove all of those people and arrest all of those people out of that meeting and that old lady got pulled out and she got a concussion by the state police? Come to find out that that, that uh, elderly woman that got concussed by the police, pulled out and arrested, wasn't even the right person wasn't even the right person so every uh county in new hampshire right now and last night our county actually joined this and we're calling for an investigation into why these people were singled out why these people were arrested and what happened and what's what involvement chris sununu had in that and we also are voting county by county and last night our county actually voted to be part of this as well and that is to force governor sununu to call a special legislative session before january so that we can actually ban these vaccine mandates here in New Hampshire because Chris Sununu wants no part of it. But we, as the Republican Party here in this state, we do want that to happen. So we're going to force Governor Sununu to call that special uh, session. Or else, ladies and gentlemen, he's going, his, uh, his gubernatorial run might be in uh, question here next year as well. So I am fully involved here in the Republican Party of this county, and I will be running for state.